0: The Late Show POD Show with Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest tonight is the Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times reporter who created the 1619 Project. Please welcome to The Late Show, Nicole Hannah Jones. <laughs> Nice to have you on.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
0: Now, three years ago, uh, you created the 1619 Project, originally with a specialist of the New York Times Magazine. And now, it's a a children's book. It's a podcast series, uh, an upcoming docu-series. It's a dessert topping. And (laughs) it's now available as a book. The 1619 Project, A New Origin Story. (laughs) Now... Let's just start, let's start with basics for a second. Some of the people watching right now may not be aware of what that date, 1619, what its significance is. There are a lot of dates out there we have in our head. What does it mean?
1: Yeah, so 1619 is the year that the first Africans were sold into the British colony of Virginia. So we really marked that as the beginning of American slavery. And, of course, what the 1619 Project argues is that since slavery is one of the oldest institutions in uh, the land that would become the United States, that is foundational to so much of the society we have today. So literally, literally, what was the name of the ship? THE WHITE LION.
0: THE WHITE LION PULLED INTO WHAT WAS THEN THE JAMESTOWN COLONY IN THE the BRITISH COLONIES. AND HOW MANY AFRICANS DO WE KNOW? DO WE KNOW HOW MANY WERE were, were SOLD INTO BONDAGE THERE?
1: YES, SO WHAT WE KNOW FROM THE RECORD IS they, THEY SAID 20 AND ODD. SO BETWEEN 20 AND 30, THEY WERE FROM ANGOLA. Um, and uh, they were originally on a Portuguese ship that was bound for Mexico, stolen by some English pirates, and they traded these human beings for victuals, so for uh, provisions. Now,
0: when did you first? When did you, when did you first learn of this? When did you first become interested in this?
1: So I first came across the date 1619 when I was 15 years old, which was you know two or three years ago. Uh, <laughs> Um, And I was a a high school student, and I I had a one-semester black studies elective taught by a great educator named Mr. Dial. Mm -hmm. And um, nerdy Nicole became really obsessed with learning this history, and I would ask Mr. Dial to give me books to read outside of class. And one of the books he gave me was a book called Before the Mayflower by Lerone Bennett, and about 30 pages in, Uh, was when I first read about uh, the White Lion in 1619. And uh, as a 15-year-old, no one had ever taught us that date. Of course, every American child learns about the Mayflower in 1620, Mm -hmm. but 1619 and the White Lion had been completely erased from the national narrative. Um, And so as a a black girl, uh, knowing that African people had been here longer than the people who uh, disembarked from the Mayflower was very powerful to me. So I've thought about it ever since then. This is a,
0: a question that just occurs to me right now. So those Twenty odds, so between twenty and thirty enslaved Angolans who came over uh, in 1619. In the early colonies, did any were there any Africans who came or were brought to the United States not as enslaved people, or they all come as enslaved people?
1: In the early colonies, uh, people were coming uh, as enslaved workers. But you did start to have, um, after the kind of middle 1600s, there were some kind of free or indentured laborers who were coming from Europe, a very small number. And what's interesting about it is you know, we hadn't quite created what slavery would look like in the United mm. States. So, of course, we create laws to, uh, to deal with things that are already happening. Yeah. And so the status of them was not what we, what we would come to know as chattel slavery. So they could become free. They could own property. It wasn't a slavery that was inherited or lifelong. But um, within 30 years of them landing, we would begin to create that sort of lifelong slavery.
0: So in, in some ways, and correct me if I'm wrong here, the British in, in their colonies in the United States, what would become the United States... Um, created a new form of slavery. there had been a long history of slavery in the world, but this was a race-based slavery that hadn't existed before.
1: That's right. So, uh, up until really the institution of chattel slavery, uh, people became slaves um, sometimes because of war or because of debt, so it was conditional. But um, what was created by the European powers during the transatlantic slave trade was a, a race-based slavery, so if you were African, you were enslavable, and it was a slavery that was inherited, so so prior to that, when you had children, your children weren't born into slavery and other forms of slavery. Mm-hmm. But, of course, here, every person who was enslaved, uh, um, every woman who was enslaved would give birth to an enslaved child. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lifelong slavery. So you would never have a chance of becoming free.
0: It seems like that's an important thing to know it is. about your country. And yet 14 states, 14 states of the United States have attempted to ban or banned the 1619 Project from being taught in public schools. What's your theory on why there has been such a strong backlash in some parts of the country?
1: I think we are in, uh, obviously, a deeply polarized society, and that conservatives have really understood that the oldest divide in America is the race is the race divide. And so uh, if you want to stoke division, if you want to win politically, um scaring people into thinking that their children are learning a history that's teaching them that they're the oppressor, or that you can't have heroes if they're white, I think it's been a very uh, effective propaganda campaign. But I I think it should go without saying that, regardless of how anyone feels about the 1619 Project, and trust me, most of the people trying to ban it have never read it, it's very clear, um, (laughs) that uh, no matter how you feel about it, a free society doesn't ban books. A free society does not do that. (laughs)
0: Now, alongside, alongside the analytical essays in the book are poems and monologues and 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 photographs and including this photo right here. I'd like you to talk about. This is a photo. Who is this in this photograph right here?
1: This is uh, my father, Milton Hanna, uh, who was born. Thank you.
0: Uh, and how does his story, how does his story fit into your larger story?
1: Yes, uh, it's it's sort of emotional to see him in this way. My my father was born on a sharecropping farm on a cotton plantation in Greenwood, Mississippi, in 1945 when black people had no uh, rights of citizenship in that state. And he certainly couldn't have imagined one day that he would be the first image you see in a book like this. Um, But my father, I opened the democracy essay, which really argues that black Americans have been the greatest democratizing force in the history of the United States. And I opened with my father, a veteran, um, um, who loved his country, who served his country, and who flew this gigantic American flag in our yard. Um, and the essay really grapples with how I uh, came to understand why a man who was born into a country that would not treat him as an equal citizen because he was black, how he could have that much love for country, and what he really exhibited uh, was the highest calling of patriotism, which is to to see the way your country is failing to see the hypocrisy of your country, to see the way your country's not living up to its highest ideals, but still believing that your country can become uh, the thing that we all dream it to be. Um, And that's what my father really stands for in this book. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. The book, The 1619
0: Project, A New Origin Story, is available now. This has been The Late Show Pancho with Stephen Colbert. The Late Show will be back from fall break on October 24th with all new episodes. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube.